This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Mr. Joe Brothwell, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you, Joe? I'm very, very well, thank you. I'm very well, very excited to speak to you, Mr. TV star. Oh, you heard, did you? Uh, I heard. I, yes, I saw it. Fantastic. Oh, yes, well done, you. I know, I know. It didn't all go to plan at the end, but well done you getting on the program. You were on Pointless. Yeah, I was, but um, but yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't as successful as we might have hoped. I tell you, you nearly got there. Well, I had such plans for the money as well. Um, I'll give a shout out now to my um, teammate Andy as well, who always listens to the show. Hi, Andy. Oh, hello, Andy. Yes, well, do you know, obviously you had big plans for taking me and our Connie here on holiday with the money. So you owe us big time. <laughs> See, he's, he's not even saying anything. He just thinks that's funny, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the reception was a little bit crackly then. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go to see Eurovision with the money, but alas, it wasn't to be. Listen, maybe next time. You need to get another game shows. I was on uh, The Weakest Link and was absolutely rubbish. And actually, if you look back at some of my answers, it's just so incredibly embarrassing. I just completely, you know that way when a, uh, an answer goes out of your head and you just say anything? That was me. Oh, oh God, no. How did you do? How far did you get? Um, I got to, <laughs> I was voted off fourth. Oh, that's not too shameful. I thought you were going to say first. No, 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 no. I wasn't. I wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Liz, it's fabulous having you here. It really, really is. I've been dying to talk to you to tell you that we saw you. Um, <laughs> but uh, you've got the current issue of Take a Break magazine right in front of you there, and uh, we're starting off with the first story. But the dress is too big, small. Too small. Yeah, too small. <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> and this is from um, Sarah Guest. Sarah was watching television when her boyfriend, Martin, came into the living room and said, I've got a surprise for you. Pack your bag. We're going away for the weekend. Ooh, Sarah said, what's the special occasion? Martin came over all mysterious and said, I can whisk you away if I want to, can't I? They left their little boy, Hayden, with Sarah's sister, Rachel, and the following day they drove to a hotel. That afternoon they went for a pizza, but as they left the restaurant, Martin started acting strangely. Suddenly he dropped to one knee in the street. Martin, Sarah began, but then he pulled a little box out of his pocket and Sarah twigged. He said, Sarah, will you marry me? Around them, people stopped and stared, but Sarah didn't care. Of course I will, she shrieked. However, as Martin slipped the diamond ring onto her finger, something odd happened. Sarah's vision seemed to blur and instead of seeing Martin on one knee in the street... Sarah had a vision of a church and a bride in a long white dress stepping down the aisle. She should have been grinning from ear to ear, but instead she looked miserable, and Sarah could see why. She was enormous, and everyone in the congregation was laughing at her and pointing. That bride was Sarah. Sarah blinked hard, and Martin's face swam back into view. Everything all right, he said. Yes, she lied. But the truth was Sarah's excitement at getting engaged was rapidly turning into dread. At 20 stone, she was very overweight. For years, she'd hidden her body under jeans and baggy tops, but Sarah couldn't get married like that. She would have to wear a dress, and the thought of it filled her with horror. So while Martin was eager to discuss wedding plans and set a date, Sarah decided to put the brakes on. Let's wait a while, she said, when they got home. I'd like to lose a bit of weight first. Martin looked crestfallen. 
You know you look great as you are, he said, but whatever makes you happy. Then something happened to take their minds off the wedding for a while. Sarah fell pregnant again. As her bump grew, she suffered from morning sickness and the only cure seemed to be to eat her way through it. Two weeks after their daughter Keris was born, she stepped onto the bathroom scales and got a horrible surprise. She weighed 24 stone, 6 pounds. She sat on the edge of the bath with her head in her hands and she realised something. She was sick of being fat. She was sick of getting breathless when she walked down the street and she was sick of dreading being a bride. She was engaged to a wonderful man and they had two gorgeous children. It should have been the happiest time of her life, but she was missing out on all the joy because of her size. So she resolved to make a fresh start. She began by cutting down her portion sizes and instead of snacking on crisps, she reached for fruit. It wasn't always easy and often Sarah found herself craving a creamy slab of chocolate. But then one day she was walking through town when she passed a shop and something in the window caught her eye. She stopped and stared and she felt her tummy flutter with excitement. Ooh, she gasped, you are gorgeous. Staring back at her was a beautiful white wedding gown. It had a sweetheart neckline and was covered in the finest lace. It was the dress of her dreams. It was also tiny. Just then a voice inside her head said, there's no way you'll squeeze into that, Sarah. Back home, Sarah felt like opening the biscuit tin and stuffing her face, but something stopped her. It was the wedding dress. She couldn't get its elegant lines and beautiful lace out of her mind. And she told herself, if you want that dress, you're going to work for it. After that, every time she fancied a treat, she'd think of the gown and, as if by magic, her craving would disappear. If she needed an extra push to go swimming, she'd take a stroll into town and stare at it in the bridal shop window and it worked. The pounds started to drop off her and her mum even did a double take when she saw her. I honestly didn't recognise you, she told Sarah one day. As her weight continued to fall, her old jeans and baggy tops swamped her and she had to buy a whole new wardrobe of clothes in a smaller size. You should show those off, Martin said. Why don't we go out for the evening? She got ready and when Martin stepped into the bedroom, his jaw nearly hit the floor. You look amazing, he said. I'm so proud of you. She took a deep breath. Let's book a date for our wedding, she said. Martin threw his arms around her and said, I can't wait. They booked the church for the following summer with a reception to follow. Sarah sent out invitations and then she turned her attention to the most important task of all. It was the one that had filled her heart with dread, but now she could hardly wait to get started. One morning she pulled on her coat and set off into town with her mum and Martin's mum, Sheila. They made straight for a familiar shop and went inside. As her mum and Sheila cooed over all the beautiful dresses, Sarah strode over to an old friend. It was every bit as stunning as the first moment she clapped eyes on it. But instead of thinking it could never be mine, she took the size 14 gown off the rail and went into the changing room. Carefully, she stepped into it and pulled the delicate lace up over her body. She fastened it at the back and then she swished open the curtain. Sheila clapped her hands together and her mum's eyes filled with tears. It's the one, isn't it? She said, and they both nodded. Sarah spun round and gazed at herself in the mirror, hardly able to believe it was her in the reflection. She had dropped from 24 stone to 13 stone, and it was thanks to this wonderful dress. On the big day, Sarah had her hair and makeup done. Then she took her dress off its hanger and put it on. She made her way to the church and, with Hayden as a page boy and Keris as a flower girl, she set off down the aisle. 
She reached the altar and Martin whispered, you look absolutely stunning. Sarah couldn't wipe the big grin off her face. After the ceremony, their guests kept coming up to her and telling her how lovely her dress was. She was thrilled. Even now she can't believe she was able to lose 11 stone and she still sometimes has to look again when she catches a glimpse of her reflection. She's proof that even as a busy mum of two, you can still lose weight the natural way and keep it off. All you need is a bit of motivation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, isn't it such a lovely ending to that story? When when I saw the headline, I thought, oh, but the dress is too small. I thought, oh, no, um, she's going to find out on her wedding day or her wedding dress is too small or something. But it's so lovely that she yeah, managed happy to get ending. back into Oh, definitely. That's so lovely. Oh, hopefully she'll get to keep the weight off. And, you know, not just for aesthetic reasons, but for, for you know, health reasons as well. Well, yeah, exactly, especially now she's got two little ones. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it just shows what a bit of hard work and determination can do. Exactly, exactly. Oh, well done, Sarah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to our next story. And uh, this is, I've said this once or twice, I've been a a teeny bit naughty. (laughs) (laughs) And this one is um, by Christina Matthews. Christina's friend Lauren placed a steaming mug of tea in front of her and Christina said, oh, it's been ages since we had a girly catch-up. But before they could get down to a good gossip, the doorbell rang. Hold that thought, Lauren said, hopping up to answer it. When she returned, she had a good-looking man with her. She said, you know Ben, don't you, Christina? Christina's cheeks flushed scarlet and she thought, not as well as I'd like to. She'd met Ben at a party a few weeks earlier and she thought he was lovely, but she was too shy to make a move. Now, however, as they got chatting, there was a definite spark between them. As Ben stood up to leave, he said, Fancy a drink tonight, Christina? You're on, she replied. One drink turned into three, and by the end of the evening, Ben and her were a couple. For the next few weeks, she felt as though she was walking on air. Six months into their relationship, Ben proposed and she accepted straight away. But almost immediately, Christina wondered if she'd made a mistake. Overnight, Ben changed from being a loving boyfriend to suddenly accusing her of cheating. Christina told him, That's rubbish, you know I love you. But her words fell on deaf ears. She decided they needed some space, and so when her mum invited her to spend the summer with her in their caravan in Skegness, Christina leapt at the chance of a holiday. Ben joined them for the first two weeks. But instead of relaxing by the sea, all he wanted to do was pick silly fights. By the end of the fortnight, Christina was at her wit's end. On his last night, he said to her, As soon as I leave, I bet you'll have another man in this bed. You're being ridiculous, Christina told him. But he wouldn't let it lie. As he ranted and raved, Christina thought, I can't deal with this anymore. That's enough, she cried. We need to go on a break. Next day, Ben went home and Christina stayed in Skegness with her mum. We're not over, she said to her. I just need some breathing space. Later in the week, she called Ben and told him the same thing, and they arranged to get together when Christina returned home. Despite what had happened, she still loved him, and as the days passed, she realised just how much she missed being with him. So she made a decision. When she got home, she said, let's put everything behind us and start afresh. Sounds good to me, Ben replied. That evening, he popped out to the shops, but he left his phone on the coffee table. Christina knew it was wrong to snoop, but she wanted to know what he'd been up to um, while they'd been apart, and curiosity got the better of her. She began scrolling through his text messages, and she was pleased to see most of them were from her. But then she came to one from a girl she didn't know. She'd written, Hi, sexy. 
Ben hadn't replied, but Christina wondered if there was more to it. So she, so she seized her opportunity and wrote, Loved the kisses and cuddles last week. Almost immediately, a response pinged back, Me too. Just then, the front door opened and Christina spun round. What is all this about, she said, thrusting the f- mobile phone in Ben's face. Oh, he said, I can explain. Christina folded her arms and waited for him to deny everything. She expected Ben to tell her that she got the wrong end of the stick and that they and that he only had eyes for her, but he didn't. Instead, he said, I've been having some fun. Christina's heart started to thump in her chest. What do you mean, she asked. Well, he said, I've met a couple of women. She stared at him. How many, she asked, not really wanting to know. Then when he told her, her mouth dropped open. Eight, she shrieked. You've been carrying on with eight women, but we were only apart for a month. We were on a break, he said. She did a quick calculation and then started to cry. That's two different women a week, she said. How could you? Ben's eyes started to well up. I only did it because I thought you'd cheated, he said. Christina shook her head in disbelief. What do I have to do to prove to you I've been faithful, she said. Then she had an idea. She looked up a phone number and made a call. A woman answered and she explained her predicament to her. No problem, the lady said. We've got a slot in three days. Perfect, Christina said. She hung up and Ben said, what was that all about? We're going on the Jeremy Kyle show, Christina said. I've booked us in to have lie detector tests. Then she glared at him. If you've slept with women behind my back, she said, then we are over. A few days later, they attended a TV studio. Separately, they were hooked up to a lie detector machine and grilled about their sex lives. Then the following day, they returned for the results. Christina sat on stage facing the studio audience and told Jeremy about her relationship with Ben. He's admitted fooling around with eight women, Jeremy said. Why would you want to take him back? We were on a break, Christina said. If we didn't have sex, I'm prepared to give him another chance. Then Ben stepped on stage. He sat down and Jeremy read out the results of Christina's test. As expected, she'd passed, proving that she'd never cheated on Ben. Then it was his turn. Christina took a deep breath as Jeremy said, We asked Ben if he'd passionately kissed anyone else. He said he hadn't. The audience went silent. Then Jeremy said, You're a liar, Ben. Christina clapped a hand to her mouth, but that wasn't all. The test revealed that not only had Ben kissed at least eight women, he'd had sex too. Ben and Christina had been engaged to be married, yet the moment her back was turned, he'd done the dirty on her, and not just once. It was so humiliating. Christina stormed off stage shouting, We are done. Ben has since begged her to take him back, but she's told him there's no way. Any trust she had in him is gone. They're well and truly over, and she's happier than ever. And that's it. Oh, it's just, it's really sad, isn't it? When when you find out that a partner's been cheated. I've had it happen to me as well. I know mm. I've been cheated on and it's just the most horrible feeling. Have you been cheated on? Yeah, and you just have that horrible, horrible, you know, feeling. It's kind of like a, almost a pain in your heart, isn't it? It is, but you also, you, it's like your stomach does a somersault as well. It's it's just, oh, awful. It takes a while to get over. But you know something, once you find out, you know, and, and when you do manage to move on, you do end up realising it was for the best. 
Mm. Definitely. Well, I think Christina's realised that already, hasn't she? She's yes. just happier than ever. Definitely. Well, good luck to her. And, yeah, uh, she's well shot. Yeah. Listen, thank you, Joel, for joining us today. Honestly, I love having you on the programme. It's been oh, great. Oh, well, it's always a pleasure, Jill. And obviously, if anybody wants to get the current issue of Take a Break magazine, it's out now, or you can take a look online. It's a fully accessible website. Have you got the web address? Um, yes, it's takeabreak.co.uk. Fantastic. Joe Brathwell from Take a Break magazine, thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB's Insight Radio. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.